You're listening to a Time Machine podcast. Old movie Time Machine. An adventure through time and or space. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Old Movie Time Machine. This is the show in which we use color films made in the old U.S. of A. between the years of 1945 and 1965 as windows into the past. We crawl through these windows and we explore the world beyond. We check out the people, the places, the sights, the sounds, the smells. And while we do this, we're going to ask some critical questions, such as these people we're examining. Who are these people? What are their habits? How are they treating one another? What decisions are they making? And why? And also, inarguably, the most important, what are they wearing? And what do their living rooms look like? And at the end of the show, we're going to answer the ultimate question on behalf of all of humanity here in the 21st century, which is this movie that we just watched, that we just explored, poked, prodded, probed even. Do we keep watching this thing? We're going to keep shuffling this down the line. You're going to show your kids and they're going to show their kids. We'll be your grandkids and then great grandkids. We're going to keep watching this shit. I mean, some of them are nice. I'm sorry. Movie. I'm sorry. You're not shit. You're great. I'm your host, by the way, through time and or space, Justin Zappa joined as ever by my incredible panel of international experts at being human beings in the early 21st century, starting on my left as ever, Catherine Sherlock. Hey, hello. Welcome back. Thank you. And to your left. Trish Manike is in the house. In fact, this is her house. Hi, Trish. What's up, guys? Thank you for inviting us. Sorry. Thank you. (laughs) Boo Heights. Boo Heights. We're here. Yaya homie. Mm -hmm. And then to your left, across the ocean, my sister and yours, Carolyn Narrows. Hey, sis. Hey there. Hi. We're waving at the camera right now. Hi. Oh, hi. You guys. It's a very exciting time here for Old Movie Time Machine. This is the kickoff of what I hope will be um, a yearly occurrence, an annual gala festival event, you guys. We're calling it Hitchcocktober. It has some extended name, too, about, you know, like an October of thrilling suspense or something, or unrivaled suspense, something like that. You'll see it in the ads, right? But anyway, we are celebrating the fall season here, cranking things up in the suspense department. This is uh, going to be a month of thrills and possibly chills. Mm, the is getting cold. Well, because of that, and also because of the dead bodies, possibly <laughs> right. thrills. Mm. An extra element there added for you. That's uh, that's a freebie. Normally we keep that for the, the Patreon, but you guys at home can have that. Uh, I'm talking, of course, about the master, Alfred Hitchcock, and we're going to be watching his movies this October, a.k.a. October? Mm, think about it. Think of no, nah, don't think about it. It's fine. It's fine. Strishman is ready to move out of her own house at this point. Sorry, you're stuck. It's October or Hitchcocktober. It's Hitchcocktober. Sorry. I don't I don't mean to mix up the branding. Somebody else has got Shocktober. Okay. We actually have Hitchcocktober, you guys. Mm. We have the domain name. Okay. Somehow that escaped everybody's uh Glance, so we've got that guy. Okay. I don't know what we're gonna do with it. Put it in t-shirts or something like that. Oh, t-shirts and t-shirts t-shirts everything. everything yeah. With yeah, 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 yeah. Probably special cover art too. I would imagine. So mm. if you're, wa- you know, you're listening, watching this. If you're listening to this, take a look at your phone right now, and probably you will see different uh, cover art from the typical blue void cover we call that. 
So that's exciting for you guys. Don't know what it looks like at this point, but I imagine it's going to be really good. (laughs) Do we we have tumblers? Because I feel like a Hitchcock October tumbler with some pumpkin spice latte and that would be really oh, good. Oh, <laughs> I like where your head's at, Carolyn. And and you know what? We do have tumblers. You can go right now. If you go to the show notes, you can click our Tee Public link and you can order yourself a tumbler that is branded to old movie time machine swag, mm. you know? So you can do that. And we we very much recommend you to do that, please, because we're an independent operation here. You know, we got, we got to put food on our podcasting table. So please help us out. That's your call to action, number one. Guys, we're talking about Albert Hitchcock's lesser masterpiece. Well, ma- masterpiece, mm, it's mm-hmm. up to say. Catherine, you've been biting your tongue. We drove out here together. Uh-huh. You've made very little comment about mm-hmm. this. I'm saving it. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> we're talking about a movie called The Trouble with Harry. Now, just real quick, has anybody seen this before? No. Okay. So this is, yeah, it's it's not your vertigo level Hitchcockian legendary picture, right? But I will say, Catherine, I don't care what your opinion is. Mm. I mean, I never care what your opinion is. No, that's not true. I care and I respect you, even when I disagree with you. But I will say, I think we could possibly all agree that this is the most autumnal of movies that you could possibly conceive of right now. I mean, yes. half the movie is just gorgeous landscapes of it New is, England. Yeah, eye popping color change. Yeah, shot yeah. in beautiful Vista Vision. It's the widest of screens. It's the brightest of colors. It's fantastic. I love it, and I'm feeling the mood, and I miss it because you know we broadcast from Iceland here. The trees, they're not so. Mm, you know, they're fine. They're good. I'm not knocking the trees. They're just not as grandiose. No. As the ones you would find maybe on the uh, eastern seaboard. I was say they're not as New Englandy. Let's go see the real deal, you guys. I mean, this is the first shot, and my God, I love it. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. This is just a typical New England white, simple church seated amongst some dead leaves and just beautiful countryside. And we so we just get shot after shot of this rolling hills. This is like Peyton Place yeah. plus, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. It is, this is an almost identical shot to the yes, opening of Peyton Place, yeah. but somehow looks even more uh, pristine, even though this came out before Peyton Place, I believe. Mm. Uh, this looks more modern and vibrant somehow. Maybe it's the restoration, maybe it's the film they used, but it is spectacular. All of these, I mean, this just makes me pine for my America. This is mm-hmm. this is the ideal, right? These are the Sylvan Glens. And then, you know who else makes me pine for America? This little, this little kid. Arnie. He's like my spirit animal. <laughs> now, <laughs> oh, you like Arnie. <laughs> now, do you know who he Arnie is? No. Okay, I'm going to tell you and you're still not going to know who he is. Okay. But then I'll explain and you'll be like, maybe I've heard of that. Okay. So, Arnie was played by an actor named Jerry Mathers. Jerry Mathers would very shortly go on to play Beaver in a very popular television series called Leave It to Beaver mm-hmm. in the United States. It was on for several years and was uh, a big hit at the time of the 1950s. So it's very synonymous with 50s life. But this is him as a, as a wee lad right before then. And he's got his uh, Space Ranger Tommy gun and he is just wandering the hillsides here. And as he does so, a shot rings out. A shot that will change the trajectory of everybody in this small, sleepy town's life for the next uh, like 12 hours. <laughs> and as the shot rings out, here's what I noticed. 
He falls to the ground because he's scared, right? And as he does, we cut on that action to a close-up of him sitting in the leaves, kind of scared. That one edit right there and then close-up shot is more competent than like the last dozen movies oh, yeah. we've Absolutely. seen yes. as far as like craft goes and yep. the the art of visual storytelling. It was like Putting right away, like, the oh my God. space to like feel what they're yeah. feeling. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just, it, it was so, it was such a surprise. Like when we see that random, like the, you know, like the one shot in some of the other movies we've seen where it's like the camera moves and it's like, oh, the camera moves. Like, okay. So they spent an extra, you know, two hours on that shot today. There Very was a good. dolly and a crane. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah, they're, they're pushing in. Right. right yeah. Right. 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 And, uh, and, and because that requires uh, maybe an extra person on the staff to pull the focus or whatever to uh, compensate for the movement, like they're like, you know what? Fuck it. We just can't be bothered. So I'll just put it on sticks and let's go. But in this case, Alfred Hitchcock is a master of. And the you media. could definitely yeah. tell, like, this movie was, like, really nicely put together. Mm, so like, competent. I was yeah. just so yeah. into the how competent it was. Like, oh, finally, somebody knows what the fuck they're it, doing. Exactly. Now, Carolyn, you mentioned Vermont. Yes. Is that, do you have any information on like the shooting of this? Uh, again, very light on the research. Yes. Primary location shooting took place in Craftsbury, Vermont. Craftsbury. That sounds about right. Uh, sounds about as queer as you can get. Assuming mm-hmm. the town would be in full foliage, the company showed up for outdoor shots on September 27th, 1954. To the filmmaker's shock, there was hardly any foliage left. Um, oh, and, to, okay. and to achieve a full effect, leaves were glued to the trees. What? Several you scenes in the film. So I'm thinking, I'm guessing uh, all those scenes where they're trying to bury Harry, because it says several scenes in the film had to be shot in a rented high school gym because of persistent yeah, they, rain. They, they uh, looked yeah. like just, they were like, oh, definitely they in a studio, for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious yeah. that it was done in the high school gym. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have thought they just would have done that in LA or something like that. Yeah. Right. Okay, interesting. Um, other locations included Morrisville and Barr. Anyway, you can read full details in Stephen DeRosa's book, Writing with Hitchcock. Would love to. Yes. We'll put it on my list. Yeah. They glued the leaves. I mean, clearly not trees. in all of those shots, but I don't know if they yeah. then just went and got some stock footage or whatever of some beautiful, like maybe they were like, oh, Peyton Place, which was filmed after that. But like, maybe they were just like, hey, do you have any stock footage of Vermont in the fall? Maybe yeah. he's disappointed by something you just learned. Well, when they when they went to um, go shoot the movie in September, they found that a lot of the leaves had already fallen off the trees. Mm-hmm. So they had to glue them back on. <laughs> I don't even know how that's possible, but like, yeah, I, someone I, had an interesting job. That's why you got interns, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yes, you you want to work with Alfred Hitchcock? Definitely will not be paying you for this, but you can participate if you would like. And then you can put it on your CV. Yeah, <laughs> right. Worked with Hitchcock, glued his leaves. So. Sorry to burst your bubbles. Yeah, it's okay. That's uh, this is. Uh, but this is this is it. I mean, the the you know this is the story of film. It's fantasy, it's right? Fantasy. Right. And this is why we don't focus too much on the behind the scenes shit because who cares, right? All I'm seeing is <laughs> is the beaver walking through this beautiful autumnal pastoral scene here, and it is beautiful. So here he goes. Yeah, it's very nice, and so he discovers. A body. He sort of chases the sound of the gunshot, and he discovers a what appears to be appears to be you guys a middle aged man, nicely dressed in a very 
mm, kind of gangstery type of suit. Yeah, he he definitely he definitely looks slimy. So then, all of this had to be done in the gym. Yeah this this is clear soundstage right here right. or gym apparently gymnasium yeah. stage. So he stumbles upon this body. It is a gangstery kind of looking dude wearing some also kind of flashy shoes. I would say very yeah, he's definitely very sharky dressed. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's a, he's very shiny. There's mm. something about it. His tie and everything. Yeah, and the little tash. Yes. Yeah. 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 So he runs off having seen this body to presumably go tell somebody. And from there we dissolve. Well, this is a fantastic this is shot, beautiful by the shot. Way. Yeah, I really so, enjoyed this. And what we're looking at right now That's is a, a shot, shot from the yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is a right, this is what an artist can do with a fucking movie camera. Mm. Everybody we've watched in the last two months, my God. <laughs> so he is what we're looking at here is a shot of the bottom of Harry's shoes. So it looks like and then Jerry Mathers is standing behind the corpse's head, so it looks like his legs are that of the older dead gentleman's, and it's great. Mm. You'll see it on the Instagram. We're going to put it out there. But this is clever filmmaking, clever composition. And again, we're on location. We're, we're back out of the gymnasium here. We're outside. Looks great. So he runs off, and then we dissolve to this tweedy old fellow, this uh, rotund ball of tweed. We like to refer to as Captain Wiles. Elmer Fudd. Slash Captain Santa slash Elmer Fudd, I guess. Because he's shooting rabbits. I guess. So. And he's like wabbits. Yeah. Rounded. I mean, but I do love oh, his tweed herringbone with the leather hunting patch. Oh, everything he's got going. Is great. Yeah. Sure. We should all be so lucky as to age into this guy. Uh, so Captain Wiles is sort of just hanging out by a tree. He has been doing some light hunting for rabbit, as you mentioned. And he is sort of musing about hunting and how he, how much he enjoys it, and how it's, you know, how it's good for, uh, good for people to do. It's nice to be outside and all this. And he starts tracing the steps to his last shot, and he has fired three bullets. Correct, three. One that hit a sign, one that hit a beer can, and a third that hit. Possibly this dead body, mm. which was possibly alive when the bullet struck it. Mm, could be. That's what Captain Wiles thinks anyway. And he handles it rather gracefully, I have to say. He's he's more disappointed than upset that this man's been shot. And he sort of wonders who it is. And he doesn't recognize him. And he makes a very salient point, which is if you're going to go and get yourself shot, just at least do it in a place where somebody no, knows sure. who you are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's a great point. And he does what anybody would do in that situation. Well, that's not true at all, but he does what, what some people might do, which is he decides to, well, you know, he's broken something, you guys. So what do you do when you break something? You fucking find it, you know, I just put it in a drawer. Nobody needs to know about it. If, and that's effectively what he's going to do, the, the earth this, being his drawer. By the way, you guys, they also, they do, to their, cre to their credit, mm, you decide, they do check one of his pockets. And find a letter addressed to a Mr. Harry Warp of Boston, Massachusetts. So at least we know that it's a Harry, or at least he is affiliated with a Harry from, from Boston. Oh, I also wanted to see what you guys thought about the tie that Harry's wearing. Yeah. What is oh, going on here? Is, yeah. is it elevator Not doors? Nice. It looks like some kind of gateway with some it's, figures going it's into it. It's a gazebo. It. Oh, okay. With a okay. In it. 
Oh, but then it is yeah, this whole yeah, because he was going hearts. to get his wife, wasn't he? Well, that um, That's why he's so dressed up. Okay, okay. Didn't work, though, did it? Certainly not. Okay. <laughs> That'd be funny if anyone comes at me with a tie like that. I'd probably hit them over the head as well. You'd probably kill them too, mm. and then call Justin to help you bury the body. Yes, I'd be I'd be there in a minute in a flash, <laughs> Catherine. Tie. What was I supposed to do? Like, Catherine, the tie's bullshit. You're absolutely right. Let's see, thank the tie you. is bullshit. I got yeah. take my tweed. Hold my tweed. I gotta yeah, dig yeah, a hole. Yeah, right. uh, so so Kevin Wiles begs Mrs. Gravely to not tell, uh, and as he's about to start dragging the body away again, wouldn't you know it? Somebody else from the village shows up, and it turns out to be Jennifer Rogers. Played by Shirley MacLaine. This is uh, introducing Shirley MacLaine to the world, uh, if you care about that kind of thing. But she's uh, she's so cute, right? She mm, shows up she with her. Yep. And she is a mom to little Arnie. And Arnie has retrieved her to, you know, just show, look, I found, he's, you know, Arnie's out there. He's, he's a young guy. He's finding all kinds of, uh, you know, dead rabbits and toads and who knows what other types of creepy crawlies. And he's found himself a little body. So... She has to very briefly explain why he's sleeping so soundly to mm-hmm. Arnie, who is fine with it. And she also recognizes him and calls him by the name of Harry. So Captain Wiles is hiding in the bushes, of course, throughout all this. So he's hearing all of this. He, he's getting caught up to speed as well. Which if you and, look in the background of this, you can see there are very few leaves on the trees on the hill behind. And yet they have, glue, they have definitely glued those on. Oh, that's interesting. This does look like some kind of heat of yeah. Leaves. But then look at the trees behind. Yeah, yeah. They, like they back here, it's all uh, right. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Well, but you I know love what? That we didn't notice it until I read that. No, fact, so exactly. I didn't notice it at all, and it honestly, these vibrant fake leaves kind of make the scene pop a bit more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I was every time we see the shot quite a lot. Actually, we see every character walk up this path, and uh, well, I guess they've glued the leaves on. They've got to make it like well, right? We've, we we <laughs> took up the intern time, exactly. uh, right. up the valuable college credit just to get some leaves on these fucking trees. Like, might as well. Shoot they really it. wanted to feature the hard work of their shrish turn. That's right. That's right. That's right. Shrishma, do you remember when you started? Remember. <laughs> Over on the sauropod, we were doing. <laughs> and I was like, where'd you go out? article. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, we're going to do some some shots for the social media. I need you to go out there. I need you to go glue some leaves. And you, and you, and you did it. And that's, why, that's how you got to where you are today. You worked hard. Put in the effort. You buckled down. You worked hard. You glued all the leaves. And uh, here we are today. Look at us now. So she sees Harry. And she's sort of like, well, there goes Harry. So then they take off because eh. she's just sort of like, oh, this is okay, Harry. See you later. And from there we go. Oh, man, we're just pastoral New England, you guys. I love it. I love this covered bridge we're looking at. We've got a bunch of cows hanging out by a river. Fucking beautiful. Oh, I loved it. Not a tree, not a leaf on these trees. Oh, Carol, now that you've mentioned it, I can't tell my eyes off. Like, wait but, a second. <laughs> so we, we head into town though, and we see this is small town New England living here. And it's beautiful. This is a roadside general store called Wigs Emporium. And we have now if you follow some 
antiquing style television series on cable, you will know that this glass encased gas pump here uh, will fetch a pretty penny nowadays. These are these are very yes. coveted uh, for to be refurbished, and we're, but we're seeing it just live in nature here. So we are just very clearly on location. I do not see mash being filmed on any of the hills in the background here. That's my mash <laughs> joke again. Thanks, guys. It's been a couple episodes. I thought I'd dust it off, but that is not the. Um, I refer to those hills as the Santa Ana Hills, by the way. A couple episodes ago, I would like to correct myself. Santa Monica. Santa Monica. Hills. Excuse those me. Are, yes. Excuse me. Sorry, Santa Caroline. Monica. Sorry. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's where they <laughs> shot MASH and every movie that we've watched so far that's not set in New York City. Except for <laughs> Trouble with Harry. Here we are. So. And Peyton Place. And, and Peyton Place. Of course. And Peyton Place. And we see outside Wiggs Emporium that we've got an art stand display. There is some... Modern art. Catherine, could you give us your, you're sort of our chief aesthetics officer. Could you tell us about the oh, art yeah. that's being sold roadside here in New England? Yeah. I mean, I, I pretty much enjoyed everything that was here. Um, <laughs> particularly like that, that sketchy little portrait there. That's, yeah, yeah. Oh, me very too. nice. I love that the line. One. It looks like he's taking the line for Auckland mm-hmm. for that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also liked some... this little pastoral one yes, in between at the bottom. Absolutely. Was very, yeah. I'm like, I would have that in my house. Abs- yeah. And I mean, he's, he's, you know, this is all the work of one artist, and and he's got he's got different styles, mm-hmm. um, and he's he's pushing, yeah, the boundaries of uh, modern art. Yeah, and of course, we're talking about Sam Marlowe, who is currently singing his way into town. Here, he's taking a train to Tuscaloosa or something like this. As we just get a load of, and again, this is Hitchcock just lingering on these shots mm-hmm. of country life here. It really, we're in no hurry to get anywhere, you guys. We're just hanging out roadside here. So he shows up and he meets old Wiggy, Mrs. Wiggs, who runs Wiggs Emporium, of course. Who is? I do love that he calls her Wiggy. Wiggy, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And and Sam, how do how do we describe Sam Marlowe? He is um, happy go lucky. He's jocular. Kind of. He's a free spirit. He's, a yes. bit of a free spirit, right? Just kind of going with the flow of life. But he's a, a little philosophical. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a thinker. Yep, yep. And I'm really, I'm kind of curious as to where he comes from. He's clearly not a local, right? He seems to be relatively new to town because he's meeting many of these people for the first time. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious. He Now, he claims that he is, quote unquote, about 30. Yeah. Uh, so... Lies. Mm, yeah, let's <laughs> let's be generous and say mid to late thirties, maybe. Mm-hmm. But very curious as to what his background is and what brings him, what allows him to live an artist's yes. lifestyle in New England. Yeah, and not at this point sell right. Anything. Yeah, selling zero paintings on the roadside. He's giving paintings in order to pay for his his local, you know, foods store. Oh, a Picasso. Bill. Here's a here's a napkin with yeah, a doodle like, on it. Here. Miss Wiggs, I will give you this painting. Can you please give me some food? And yeah. that's why she's got so many of his paintings. Oh, that makes sense. Once they're inside the shop, we see that his his art is hanging up everywhere. Carol, and that's way to put it together. That's why you're on the show, sis. Love it. <laughs> so he's a starving sure. artist, hanging out with Wiggy. He's got a new painting he's bringing over to her. She's like, you're not selling any of these fucking things. I don't know, you keep bringing this stuff, but all right. And he pulls a very clever, well, I, I thought it was clever at first, he buys half a pack of cigarettes, and he does this by just scissoring a pack of cigarettes in two, which I guess is uh, the artist's way of handling that, because I'm just thinking, like, buddy, just take out 10. You know? <laughs> like, there's 20 in there, take out 10. 
by the other 10 tomorrow. But as uh, they are hanging out roadside, we meet Mrs. Wiggs' son, Calvin Wiggs, seen here dressed up in, uh, guys, it's a great outfit. I know we're, we're kind of fuzzy on how we feel oh. about Calvin, right? But you know, this is the jacket I showed up in right. to this house today. Yeah. You know, I've got this, this fucking brown exactly, fedora. I, I saw this and I was like, there's Justin. You just need the car. <laughs> I just, I just need the car. immediately was like, there's my brother. And you know and what, Tristan? Nothing like you. That's where I draw the line. Wow. That's, okay. It's things like that. And Catherine, the cyclist, mm-hmm. the, the Tweety cyclist, mm-hmm. I'm going to draw a line there because yeah. you know what? We don't fucking live in 1910. We mm-hmm. we live in the 21st century. And so I can wear these high quality garments. I'm not going to be tooling around on a fucking bicycle, ringing my little dingy dong bell, mm. pretending like it's not, uh, like I don't have this, the most powerful computing device in my pocket, which I certainly do. I'm talking about my phone, of course. Yeah. Back to Calvin here in his sweet outfit. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a Model A that he's tricking out. And he's going to resell it. And this is kind of his business. But also he's the deputy, right? He's the local law enforcement for the town. Do we ever get a name at the town? I don't think we oh, do. No. Okay. But whatever town it is, he's in charge. And so he's sort of like, well, guys, I heard, did you guys hear gunshots earlier? Because I did. And I think I'm going to go do some checking out. This is my job. And look, you all know me, me and Sam Marlowe. Yeah, we're pretty simpatico with many things. But I will say that Sam's attitude towards shooting guns does not align with my personal worldview. He's sort of like, well, people should be free to shoot guns. It's good to shoot guns. It, you know, it's a release. And why shouldn't people have that? What do you got against people doing a little shooting now and then? Let off a little steam. And Calvin, who is being painted as... Hard as. Well, just like the, the foil, he's right? straight, yeah. Yeah, he's the, yeah, he's the, he's the opposite of Sam, you know, free, <laughs> freewheeling Sam. He's a real by-the-book kind of guy. He's like, yeah, but it's dangerous. Like, people get shot with guns, and it's the law. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, Calvin, you have a point. I know yeah. I'm supposed to be an asshole, and I, I can be on board with that, but also give the man his point when he has it. And because Sam's attitude, which has led us to where we are today— it just leads to a pile of bodies uh, every weekend, it seems like. <laughs> so, Sam, uh, wrong side of history there. But anyway. <laughs> That's right, it's me, Midroll Jay-Z, coming at you, interrupting the show, per usual, to let you know about the amazing products we have available for you here at Old Movie Time Machine. That's right. As you have no doubt heard by this point, it is officially uh, what people like me call spooky season. That's right. It's October, which means for Old Movie Time Machine, it is Hitchcocktober, which means great merchandise for you guys. That's right. We have a brand new design for Hitchcocktober, celebrating all of the ghoulish things. It's the perfect place for you to break a body and then bury it, you guys. So please check out our new design. It's available on our T Public store. The link is in the show notes, as ever. You go, you check it out. It's Hitchcocktober. You wear it with pride. Uh, you wear it. Uh, you wear it with shame. Wear, wear it with no dignity at all. I don't care how you wear it, but please, you guys, just get one and wear it. And if you do, I'm gonna thank you in a very spooky voice like this. Thank you. And now back to the show. And this is where we get to spend some time with Jennifer and her son, Arnie, who shows up with a dead rabbit. He's got a dead rabbit he's found. Yeah. And he grades it 
for a toad that Sam frog. cleverly has brought. A fro- is it a frog? It's a frog. It's Was it a frog? Okay, yeah, excuse but me. So why does he have that in I think, a bag? Mm, I think he knew. So he's, Oh, he was going to distract the boy so that he could cash he's, up his mother. He's eyeballed. So we could talk about yeah, yeah, yeah. portraits right. of his okay. mother. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and he's, the, he's got the, time to go t- frog catching, and, mm. and he knows that like if I get in good with Arnie, Mm. Maybe this will help me. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah okay. I, did. I I was like, what is this? It does seem a bit random. Frog and rabbit is the note I had. You don't have a frog Why? in the pocket, right? No. But or I did feel rabbit. like, in general, this movie was very high concept. Everything was there for mm. a reason. Mm-hmm. In, in as much as it could be high concept for the time period. You know, yeah, there, like, there's not rabbit. a lot of explanation that goes along with it, any of these things. They're not over-explaining. No. They're not dumbing it. It's a bit, it's a bit farcical, mm. the whole thing. It's um, but, but a comedy of But this rabbit errors. then kind of like becomes the plot point of, okay, if there were three gunshots fired mm-hmm. and one the of rabbit? them being this yeah. dead rabbit that Arnie found in the woods as he was in the beginning of the film tromping around the woods – then then it's like, well, well, did the captain shoot the guy or not? I mean, so this is when it's sort of like, Becomes, you know, yeah. like it's there's a purpose for Arnie showing up, one, in the woods at the beginning, and two, then with this dead rabbit later. Right, right. Yeah, it's... Uh, it, mo- it does move the plot forward. It is some tight plotting there. Very helpful. And Especially for the era. Now, she keeps offering lemonade throughout the scene, but he's mm. not drinking it. And we're learning all about Jennifer and her relationship with Harry. Now, as I recall, thoughts about this. her relationship is as follows. She was in love with Harry's brother, Robert, mm-hmm. and they were supposed to be married, but Robert- They were married. They yeah. were married. They were married. Okay. Yes. And, and then he died. was killed. Yeah. yeah. He was killed. Okay. Now, I don't know if we are to assume that he was killed in, say, the war. Korea or- Yeah, probably not Korea- because that would have just been a couple of years earlier. So possibly the war. The end of the war in like the Pacific Theater. Yeah, could be. But also could be maybe he was part of uh, organized crime as well. Because mm. again, this guy, he's real shiny. He's wearing a lot of shiny stuff. But we, we don't really find out. Harry, being the brother, feels compelled to marry her in a very 19th century fashion. Of beauty. Of, yes, right. Well, this is it. She finds out she's pregnant. So she would then become a single mother. So yes. I think there's, you know, there's the looking after the his brother's child as well as his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And and eventually they do get married. And then on their wedding night, she gets herself all Got hot and bothered and ready, ready to Yeah, she'd worked up this. a certain amount of enthusiasm. I love her performance in this. It's very Shirley MacLaine. You watch your mouth. But it's very (laughs) offhanded where she's just like, well, this is what happened. I mean, you're like, okay, Shirley, good for you. Yeah, how do we feel about Jennifer? Do we like her? Do we not like her? I I like her. I mean, she's a little around the houses and she's not not as direct as I'd like her to be. But there's, And I'm not entirely sure why Mm. the, the telling of her story is so strung out with Lemonade and that I think yeah. is a writer. Yes. Because it's also the only kind of explanation we get for Harry. Like, he, yeah, yeah, his existence yeah. in right. this part of the world. Right, right. It's a little flimsy. Yeah, so he he abandons her on their wedding night because his horoscope, he's a horoscope reader. 
Is he Indian? Like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yes, he must be. He communed with his matchmaker, right. got his manila folder, and he opened it up, and he was like, Auntie not tonight. Auntie <laughs> gave yeah. her opinion. Yeah, I think specifically was it, it said not to start anything new today. Yes. Right, right. <laughs> There were two really good lines. Is her working up a certain amount of enthusiasm <laughs> and start anything new? Today. And then she's like, "You get what I mean, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I'm yeah. literally on the edge of my seat with you. Right? <laughs> can you do it? He's again? like, "Can yeah. I work yeah, you exactly. up in this, into a certain?" Can you say these words a... again so I can watch your mouth that I'm obsessed with? Yeah. Right. Oh my god! And he was very direct. <laughs> yes. I so like that, yeah, that's right. We should talk about Sam and his approach. Mm. It's his uh, approach was: I want to paint your portrait, and I want to paint your portrait nude. Yeah. And I was like, "Who are you, my husband?" That's the kind of shit he says to me. Yeah, sure. I mean, any any man worth his salt should say that to somebody who you're probably already familiar with. I right. would say. I don't know if mm. you're open with that, right? Yeah, someone you've just met and given their child oh, a frog. Jack and Rose did it. Well, that's true. That's true. Oh, we all exactly. know how that ended. So Harry returns, and he's, he. She doesn't like the fact that he abandoned her on their wedding night, and she doesn't like the fact that he's beholden to his horoscope uh, in such a fashion. And how can she rely on him at all? So she hits him on the head with a milk bottle. No, 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 no. no, no that's no, late. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, so, so, but she, so she leaves. She leaves. Him. She, she goes, just leaves. She goes to her mother. Okay, okay, right. And that's it. She takes. And that's off. the last time she sees him until, until that morning. He mm-hmm. showed up mm-hmm. and. Yeah, because she moved, mm-hmm. changed her name. Yes, because he apparently, I, th- I think he kept trying to find her and show up, like you know, bad mm-hmm. yes. smell, yeah. as it were, right. uh, which maybe is in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, but then obviously, as you say, her down here, and that's when she hits him over the head with a milk bottle. Yeah, and he sort of he's sends him silly. dizzy. Yes, right, and he kind of stumbles off into the woods. That's kind of an aggressive response to. I thought so too. I was yeah, but the waiting. tie the, we forgot. Well, the tie is abysmal, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Guilty. Guilty is charged. I still don't think Shishma, you gotta have my back. Well, I wonder, Shishma. <laughs> to your point, I wonder if there is if we're supposed to read more into this. Okay. Is this some kind of veiled reference to something? You know, again, we're is we're in the fifties. We can't say things directly if it's unpleasant. You know, so. Is there something coded in there? Maybe I don't know. I'm going to mm-hmm. watch it again. But as far as I can tell, nah, she just doesn't like him. She yeah, she's just be like, oh, you again. And his pursuit Fine. is a real turnoff. So maybe it's just the pursuit has been very aggressive. Interesting. But that's why he's dressed so fancy, is he was trying to woo he's back his lady. Yeah. yeah. But is, mm, there's something up there. There's something else. We're not going to find out in this movie, but maybe in the prequel. I don't know. I guess that is uh, the question, right? What the trouble with Harry is. What's this guy's deal? So uh, she doesn't really care what happens with him or his his body, as, as it were. So we, we've got that taken care of. Meanwhile, we got ourselves a red hot date between Tana Wiles and Miss Gravely over here. Mm-hmm. And she is, she is all glowed up. She's got her ribbon in her hair. Yeah. And she's definitely got her best dress on there. Certainly. And he is wearing his best uh, Captain E outfits as well and they enjoy some coffee and blueberry muffins and that's just most of what that scene is and i do believe some yeah. elderberry wine 
Yes, uh, a 1950 vintage, according to the label. Yes. So mm-hmm. there's that. Yeah, Shishma, we need to hashtag blueberry muffin this. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> we are doing so much for the blueberry with mu- muffin industry photo. with this recording right now. <laughs> and so the, Arnie shows up with his rabbit, and he wants to make some great trades. And he, this is where it comes together, and the captain realizes. My third, but I did get the rabbit. Oh, he, he's so delighted so that happy. he actually hit a rabbit during his hunting excursion. And also that he's not a killer. Right. He's it together. Now, I wanted to highlight this scene where his uh, young Arnie's reward being two blueberry muffins. He is handling those muffins with dead rabbit hands. And yeah, nobody no, I seems thought to exactly look twice the same thing. It. But also Nothing. I liked his negotiation because she was only going to give him the one. And yeah, he was yeah. like, whoa, whoa, lady, this is, this is. A two-muffin rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> get after my own heart. Yeah, that's right. Well, you got to negotiate, right? Got to get two. That's right. One he, is not enough. He was, in the, he was in the position to do so. So now that we know that Harry was not shot by Kevin Wiles, to, or no, the, uh, it's time to get rid of the body. Right. Also the fact that we also know that Jennifer doesn't care what happens with Harry. Mm-hmm. We got to get rid of this corpse, you guys. So- we're going back up to the hill. We're grabbing shovels, and it is Captain Wiles and Sam who has agreed to help as long as Jennifer is cool with it. I think he might be into her humanness. So at this point, another thing that happens is that it's not as cut and dried as we're just going to let the body go to the authorities because it was all an accident and just a big old misunderstanding. And it's because it might compromise Jennifer's situation to have her private life splashed all over the public. Mm. So once the right questions are asked about Harry and where he comes from and why he's there, then the sordid backstory of his horoscope reading, again, question marks all around on that one, but that could come out and really harm her reputation Mm. somehow. So it's back up to the hillside to bury the body and away we go. And at this point, it's evening. It's just magnificent, you guys. It's just a old cornfields and passing or a wheat field or some kind of some kind of field, and it's all filled with dead shit. And it's uh, like fall, you guys. Yeah. Now, while they are hanging out in Wiggs Emporium, Calvin shows up again, and he has run into the tramp slash vagrant, and he has found these fancy shoes, and his little police sniffer is up, and he's like, something's amiss here. So he's going to go to the shop and call the real police and tell them, like, hey, you guys, I think I got a crime here. And uh, he's also still just wearing a, a pretty sweet outfit here, I've got to add. While Calvin is on the phone, he, of course, catches glimpse of the sketch that Sam made earlier in the day of Harry's dead face. And he's like, yeah, this matches the description of the man who's gone missing. Mm. And I've got these gunshots and I've got this tramp with the shoes. Yeah, I mean, they don't know that there's a missing man. It's the description the tramp gave of ah, the dead yes. body that okay. he, of, of which he, Catherine, he robbed the, uh, the shoes. So at this point, there's a marriage conversation. And Sam's just like, Jennifer, we've only known each other for about six hours, but You're the one I'm in love with you and I want to marry you. And again, this kind of goes along with the charming general attitude of this movie of things that might be earth shattering for anybody else in any other situation 
uh, are sort of just dealt with and sort of, hmm, that's interesting. Let me have a think on that. And so they head back to her house to hang out because they are now all besties, as you do. And she decides, yes, I think I will marry you. Mm. And it's real sweet. And they kiss. And it's not terribly uh, gropy. It seems to be a consensual kiss. So again... You take the W, Shushma, when you can get it, right? Yeah. But again, there was there was another nice line from her, which was, mm-hmm. so gently, I've got a short fuse. Yeah. Love I was like, hey-o. good lady. <laughs> Been feeling ya. Damn, Sam. I think you may have bitten off more than you can shoot. I had a feeling myself. Lord. And, of course, the other friends are really happy right. for them, which is very sweet. And this is when they come to the realization of like, wait a minute, you guys. So she's still married to Harry. If there's no body, how do we know that Harry's dead? We can nullify the marriage. It takes seven years to process the uh, lost at sea explanation or, you know, whatever. The uh, missing person flaws. So let's have to dig up that goddamn body again. Again. Going back out there. We got to do it. And here we go. And this is, uh, again, just beautiful countryside of them. And so they take the body back to Jennifer's house. They realize that, boy, we've made quite a mess of this body at this point. So we need to, again, hand wash his clothing. several times. Yeah, yeah. Mm. There are surely going to be some questions about the state of Harry's body. And, you know, accidents will happen. But this is, I mean, we've been shifting him an awful lot. So they take him back. They clean him up in the bathtub. And they hang on, hang on. Mm-hmm. Doesn't the the doctor come along yeah. again oh, the, when they are up there? When they've when they're up him there. out, yes. Um, and he trips over and right. then notices the body. This is the third tripping, I believe. I believe so. Yeah. And okay, he notices the body, but he does not notice the open, shallow grave. No. And the big pile of dirt. No, he's, he's Catherine, he's, just, he's an eccentric bookish man. Yes. He's like the, literally the most unobservant doctor yeah, ever. Yeah, he's terrible. And he, in his the way that he presents himself, he's so noodly, right? Mm. We we use this term a lot, but he's just like, well, I don't even know what's going on. I'm like, well, what are you talking about? What? He just has a way about mm. him that, guys, I think it's kind of yeah. funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, somebody tell me what he's doing in the bathtub half undressed. No, I know it's not for you, but I think it's funny. I mean, it's not What, yeah, what yeah, happened? Yeah. What? Dug him up. But he's like, uh, they, they they want him to diagnose what, yeah. what killed like, this man. Well, and he's I like, can't see anything. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's when they decide to bring the He's real back. fussy, yeah. Captain Wiles attacked Miss Gravely. And so, yes, okay, so now we're back in the house. We're cleaning up everything to make it, to get the final... Yeah, because the thing is, they, they want to clean him up, basically put him back. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, reenact the whole thing. Right. They are playing and then, this off. And then call the authorities. Yes. As, as an accident, like, well, we don't know what happened. It's yeah, exactly. Crazy. We, we, didn't, we didn't bury him and unbury him five times and do all kinds of other shenanigans and have dates in the middle of all of this. Yes. Blueberry muffins. Do not forget yes. the goddamn blueberry muffins. Blueberry muffins. Delicious. Brought to you by the Muffin Council. Yeah, so, so they got to clean him up. Yeah. And while they do, who should show up? Alvin's back, you guys, and he's got some questions. He's got this sketch. Right. 
and he would like some answers this because this was the funniest part of the movie. <laughs> this is oh, you like this part? Okay, just yeah, okay, yeah. So he presents the sketch. He's like, "This is the description we got. This is it. So tell me the story of this art." And Sam goes off on a very, let's say, junior year of college explanation of art and how art works and all of this, and uh, about how it's just fresh from it just springs from his mind, his subconscious. It could be, you know, it's all it's all uh, amorphous and shifting all the time. Look at this. I can actually, you know, he takes the drawing from him and he starts doing some doing additional some. sketching. So he, his eyes are open, and Calvin's just standing there, like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> And again, I know Calvin's supposed to be the foil, right? And we're not supposed to like him very much, but I was with Calvin. I'm just like, you're just destroyed by limits. I can't believe it. <laughs> and also, right in front of him. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And and also, I, I felt kind of bad for him because he also acknowledges, like, well, I mean, you've kind of made a fool out of me mm. with your explanation because you're fucking yeah. book learned or whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm not smart, but but also I've put all this together, motherfucker. So yeah, what's and happening? He's far off. He's no. definitely on the trail of something. He's doing they, his job. There are shenanigans afoot. Right. So I felt bad for him that he was made to feel so so little, you know, yeah. to be talked down to because he didn't go to fucking college or whatever. Yeah, break. Yeah. So can we also talk in this scene about how he's like leaned up against the cupboard door that keeps yes we, yes we need to and, talk about and, that okay so are you have that view because obviously the assumption oh. is the body is in there yes uh, and i actually they, they've cleaned everything up i have that note here scratched out when it when it was revealed of like oh yeah that's right it's a it's just a clothing rack in yeah the, it's pushing against the door exactly. but that's the whole scene that's is played but yeah it's it's like the the door being creepy and the creepy music um right. has all led up to this point and then it's like uh, no, no, body's not in there. Yeah, yeah, that and that's a very uh, and, and you and that was a genuine. Oh, well, where is the body? Right. For me. And then where is the body, Catherine? And who discovers the body? He's in the bathtub, and Arnie. Arnie's just like, why is he at the bath? And they play it off like, well, because that's where a frog is supposed to live. And mm-hmm. Calvin again is just sort of mystified by everybody's behavior. So again, there's the feet. Yes, all he had to do was look a little, and then he can right. See, like, and in the background, feet. we can see the red-toed socks emerging. Or no, not not, not the socks, just the feet. Yeah, the feet. Their socks are hidden. Yeah, yeah, socks have been washed and ironed. Yes, and also at this point, Captain Wiles honks out. He's like, "I gotta go. I'm not a part of this. See you later." And he leaves. Or does he, you guys? Because mm. we think he might be a coward, even though he said multiple times throughout this film that he has faced death many times on his uh, nautical adventures, right? Yeah. But he is off sneaking into Calvin's car to take the cramped shoes back, slash Harry's shoes back, to get rid of the evidence. He's a clever little Santa, you guys. We like Captain Wiles. But it does turn out later, he confesses to his lady love. Look, I, uh, I I didn't sail the seven seas. I was just uh, operating a tugboat in the East River. And would you love me anyway? And she does. She's into it. Yeah. She likes his house and all the things in it. Yeah. I mean, that's a keeper. Anybody who's going to put up with that nonsense, yeah. <laughs> do not let her go. Yeah. So they get Calvin to leave. Doesn't the doctor come in before he leaves? So there's yet yeah, another layer of confusion. Yeah, exactly. Right. So. And he's looking for the body, like, well, where is he? And then, yeah. so then we're talking about. That's you know, when he goes inside. Oh, he's kid. in, yeah, Arnie's in the, yes, yeah. right. Yeah. 
And so that's what, there's a lot of confusion. It's very, uh, it's a bit faulty towers, you know? Yes, very. So, which is a great time. I'm here for it. I love it. Fall, key towers. You're welcome. I will show myself out. (laughs) So, uh, the doctor ends up diagnosing that Harry died of a heart attack. So, nobody killed Harry. Is responsible Mm -hmm. for his death. Right, right. They all all took pot shots at him, but... All he, uh, nature brought him down in the end, as she always will. Well, you've got to wonder, did any of these actions contribute to said heart attack? Probably. Well, yeah, right. He did kind of start pounding. He got a, he got a boot to the head. He got a milk jar to the head. He was and shot at. heartbroken. And he was so sad. Yeah. I feel like, Shrishma, maybe you are pretty empathetic for Harry. Yeah, because um, I feel like the reason she left him, like that whole thing seems like a little sketch. Um, she didn't and I love him, right? Then why did she marry him? Because she had a Arnie, right? His Arnie, she yeah. After Arnie, right? So she and made she the choice doing, to she marry was doing him. Something they were both doing something dutiful, right? Mm-hmm. But she made the choice to marry him, and then decided no. Then he, did, he didn't want to show. Yeah, up he didn't. For he didn't come through. Yeah, but he would have been yeah. there the next if, day. If they had had equal. Like he, he would worked have up equal enthusiasms. Well, he would have shown. He would have been enthusiastic the next day. You don't know that. Not she if didn't the newspaper know that. said otherwise. Yeah, I'm just saying they might have been able to talk about it a little more before she yeah, stormed be, off. Yeah, she was. Right. That was impulsive. Agreed. Right? Agreed. It might have been worth at least one to two more uh, conversations. Absolutely. And that tie. So, Do we need to bring up right. the tie again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a horrific tie. And so we end as we began. They've they've placed Harry back out on the hillside, and he, we see him. He's got his shoes back and everything. And then we end up learning what the secret request was for the millionaire from the millionaire: a double bed. Oh, very practical for a couple about to get busy. Hello, all right, all right. And uh, the trouble with Harry is over. The end. We did it, you guys. There's no more Yay. trouble. Yeah. So, with Harry's over, it's good until someone else runs into him. You guys, I love it. It's good. It's Hitchcocktober. It's good. We're breaking into Hitchcocktober. It's fall. So far, though, both the movies have not lived up to the okay, okay, the hype, the the hype that you have created. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) All right. I mean, North by Northwest. I don't know what to tell you. It's just it's not my dream. Should watch it again. I don't know. I don't think it's maybe it's a grower. I don't know. (laughs) So, in conclusion, you guys. Mm. This movie we just watched, mm. Trouble with Harry, mm. 1955, mm. Alfred Hitchcock, week one of Hitchcocktober, Catherine Sherlock. Yes. And we keep watching this thing or what? Well, you know what I have here? I have, is that really the question? Could it be there's an obscure, unrelated tangent here? No. I don't know. <laughs> this <is> they comment <laughs> on the film. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yes. I think it is a yes from me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm. It's acceptable. Yeah. Right. It's different and beautiful to look at, even if, yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of unexpected reactions and uh, strange choices. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but that, maybe that adds to it. Well, I think so. Stretch my Nike. We keep watching this thing or what? Um, I actually liked the movie, like outside of it being a little quirky. I thought it was a really nice, like well-made movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and even though it was not sus- suspenseful, it was 
you could tell the caliber of the art that kind of went into making it. So I think in terms of that, like outside of the story being a little bit different, I think that's that's also the fun of it. So I actually enjoyed this one. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty so. tongue in cheek. Do, do, yeah. do you think this is Hitchcock having a pop at himself a little bit? Probably. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point, his career has he's 25 years deep into his career right. of making mm, movies right. like this but more serious here. yeah so mm, yeah. he's aware yeah. of his own tropes for sure yeah. and okay. i think yeah. he had fun like it was fun like the little kid was fun there were little quirky lines along the way mm-hmm. it was enjoyable okay i'm so glad to hear it yeah. wow i didn't know which way this was gonna go but so, wait so hang on hang on hang on so this is hitch trope <laughs> so i'm sure <laughs> we can trademark that sissy yes trouble with harry yeah i'm gonna keep it mm-hmm I, okay, you like for, it? For many of the same reasons. I mean, it's beautiful to watch. I love that it was a very tight, like, hour and a half long movie. It made murder charming. What can I say? Mm-hmm. So, it's a charmer, no it, doubt. It, you know, I did I did not keep North by Northwest. And I have other Hitchcock films that I love. But this one, it was, I mean, you could do it as a stage play, like I said. And I could mm-hmm. totally see it being remade. But yeah, as is, it was great. Keep it. You guys. You got a four on four. You I got think a clean sweep here. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 it's been a long time. Yeah. Nah, I think we did War of the Worlds. Everybody Maybe. passed that one. Oh, yeah. And we've all rejected one of them. Yeah, well, probably several. Hmm. You're right. So, you guys, I, was, I love The Trouble with Harry. I love Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. And you know what else I love? Fall. <laughs> We're going to have to come up with the list of things that we've kept. Yeah, we need to start collating the data. We need to start keeping better records for the artifacts. Mm-hmm. We'd have a running uh, list on like the website. I was going to make a cheat we... sheet. Like, if we can go back and we can make like a. We need a Google sheet. We, we need it. Yeah. Make a column in the Google sheet. For whether we kept it or not. Okay, I will. I will. There's a whole process for you to go through and to listen to all you these. You can all add over the names on the top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll keep track. Absolutely. And that is the trouble with Harry. It is over. So let's talk about next week, you guys. Week two of Hitchcocktober. <laughs> Feels like fall. Now we've kicked off the season. You know, let's go carve some fucking pumpkins or something. Next week, we are talking about 1948's Rope. Is this going to live up to the hype? I don't know. I quite like this movie. I mean, that doesn't mean anything to you, of course, but let me lay it out for you. Two men attempt to prove they committed the perfect crime by hosting a dinner party after strangling their former classmate to death. Uh, Starring Jimmy Stewart, Farley Granger, and John Dahl. Next week on Old Movie Time Machine. Guys, thank you so much for indulging me fall this is this is this is the start of fall this movie you guys just put it on on your your google calendars or whatever for whenever you know september 15th or whatever and just get into the spirit Mm. this is what i'm talking about here before we get full halloween just enjoy the the leaf peeping you know so catherine thank you so much for joining thank you for having me shrishma give yourself a round of applause kiddo Lovely. Carolyn, you're my sister and I love you. You're the best in the biz. Congratulations. <laughs> now over to me from the editing booth. You're great, Justin. In the we future. love you. Oh, thank you so much. Do it, future thank me. Thank you for giving us all the Vermont. Yeah, yes. you got it. Full Vermont. Anything for you guys. Tea. Full Vermont tea. I got a Delaware as just like a bonus too. Anybody want Delaware? No. No. no? 
Thank you so much, me from the past. Well done to you and yours, you guys. Another one is in the books. This concludes this episode of Old Movie Time Machine. Hope you enjoyed that kickoff to Hitchcocktober. Let us know what you thought about The Trouble with Harry. Write us an email at partyline at oldmovietimemachine.com. We would love to hear from you, as always. Also, if you loved this program and everything that was going along with it, just know that it is actually twice as long. Where's the other half, you're asking? I will tell you right now. I respond... It's on our Patreon page. We call it the Boom Room, and it is a celebration, you guys, of mid-century life, by which I mean double-length episodes. That's right. We talk about the whole damn movie, and we give you the uncut version there for a lousy $2 a month. $2 a month. It's like nothing to you. You roll over in bed, and you lose $2 a month. I mean, the, the very least you could do is go get twice this amazing content from my people over here. So please, go sign up for that. As for next week, Hitchcocktober rolls on with 1948's Rope. That's right, Rope. And it stars Jimmy Stewart, of course, and it is quite suspenseful. So you definitely want to have a watch of this. It is, fortunately for you, available on the internet to watch in various forms. You can stream it over on Peacock Premium, or you can rent it or buy it on Apple TV. Amazon, Google Play, YouTube, Voodoo, Voodoont, the Microsoft Store, Redbox, Bluebox, Yellowbox, and of course, who could forget, DirecTV. So go check out Rope by Alfred Hitchcock. It is a weird one, and get all caught up for our conversation next Wednesday. And until then, this has been Old Movie Time Machine. <laughs>